Jesus, and we've looked at Ruth, and we've looked at Hannah, and today, just for a short amount of time, we're going to look at two individuals that you may have never heard a sermon on ever before, Lydia and Priscilla, and then next week we're going to wrap up this series by studying the life of Hadassah, also known as Esther, Queen Esther. Uh, Before we get there, however, I need to let you know that this morning's service, we keep saying this around here, but it's going to be a little different than many of the services that you're a part of. We have a 30-minute message slot starting now, and you're only going to hear from me for about seven or eight of those minutes, which uh, don't get used to that, by the way. That's not going to be a trend that will continue on. But you're going to see just some really exciting, exciting things that are happening through the children's and youth ministries here at FCC via video. Video, and then we are actually having our congregational meeting during the message time. There's no vote that's going to take place. You will be out of here by 9.15, so there's really no, lead, no need for anyone to leave during that time. Um, and even if you're a visitor, even if you're new to our church, you've just been coming for the last couple weeks, there's some really exciting things that are happening uh, today and tomorrow related to First Christian Church. And I would love to hear, have you stay and hear from Mark Witzke, the chairman of our elders, about how God is really moving in the life of the church. So with that, let's uh, bow for a word of prayer and we'll dive in together. God, thank you so much for this day. And I thank you for the ability um, to be a part of a difference-making church. And I thank you for each person that's gathered here today, people that are coming at 11 o'clock. And I thank you for the people that are a part of the life of our church that won't be here at either service today for one reason or another. Father, for uh, well over 150 years, almost 160 years, First Christian Church has been a church. It's impacted her community and the surrounding communities. And 2012 has been an exciting year up to this point. And we're excited about what's taking place now through various ministries and where we're going from here. I'm so excited about the difference that our children's ministry and our youth ministry is making. And I can't wait to be able to share With everyone that's here today, some of these exciting tidbits, some of these exciting news notes. And so over this next 30-minute time frame, I just pray that you would be with us and bless us and our hearts would be open. And that through it all, we'd realize what an honor it is to be affiliated with this church. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. In Acts chapter 16, they are smack dab in the middle of the second missionary journey, and Paul and now Silas, Paul and Barnabas, you know, were the great team, and they had their breakup, and they went different directions, and now it's Paul and Silas, and and they are traveling together. Um, I want to call your attention to chapter 16, beginning with verse 12, and we're going to look at Lydia, first of all, this morning. It says, from there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there for several days. Now on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. Now the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message, When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. 
not a lot there, you may say. What, what can we take from the story of Lydia, kind of a, a supporting actress in the story of the book of Acts? Well, what grabbed me, first of all, is that she's from the city of Thyatira. Does that ring a bell with anybody? Thyatira is one of the seven cities in Asia Minor listed in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. We went through that as a congregation, did a seven-week study a couple years ago looking at each of those cities. And Thyatira was a very influential city during this day. Lydia was a very influential woman in a very influential city, and that was very countercultural in the first century world. It was very rare for a woman to, to, to be able to make a name for herself outside of her husband or outside of her father, for whatever the circumstance may be. But we know that she was a prominent woman, so that right there tells us that this is a unique situation. But what I really want you to see about Lydia, why I consider Lydia to be a woman of the faith that you need to know more about, that ladies, you may want to consider modeling your life after for three reasons. Number one, first of all, she had a passion for the Lord. She was a worshiper of God, it says right here. That means that even though she didn't know everything, even though she'd never encountered Paul and Silas and others before, she was devout in her faith. Second thing that I want you to see, it says that the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. She wasn't so proud that she wasn't willing to, to go beyond where she'd ever been before. She was a woman that was constantly yearning for more. She was constantly trying to learn more about the Lord and, and, and where she was supposed to go in faith. The third thing that I want you to see today is that she wasn't content to be a person of faith alone. What's it say there in verse 15? It says, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. Now, we don't know how that played out. We can assume that all the members of her household were not there as she engaged in this study of history and the study of scriptures and probably a study of prophecy with Paul and Silas and others. But how I read this is that she was so excited about faith. She was so excited about what the Lord had revealed to her through Paul and through others. That she went home and she said, all of you all, there's something you need to know. She made it a priority that not only was she going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but her entire family would be a follower of Jesus Christ. And women and men, I throw that out to everyone here today, that might be the greatest legacy that you can leave. Passing on the faith to children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews and neighbors and co-workers and others that you interact with in this life and in this world. This passage that we've read here, these four or five verses of Scripture, typically when we're going through a Bible reading time, we're going through the book of Acts, we just kind of gloss right over that. We say, well, that's really nice. She, she was a, a prominent woman of the day. She became a follower of Jesus Christ. Her whole family got baptized. What an impact. Something as simple as sharing the faith with family and friends can make in the lives of others. Is there a Lydia with us today? I hope. Are there multiple Lydias with us today? I hope. You never know the difference you will make for 
years to come, for decades to come, dare I say for centuries to come, if you passionately share your faith with those that you're closest with. Now grab your Bible and flip over to Acts chapter 18. Told you I wasn't going to talk very long. Acts chapter 18, we've now transitioned into the beginning of the third missionary journey. And I want you to jump all the way down to verse 18. I'm not going to read all of verse 18, but in verse 18, we see that Paul and his associates have stayed in Corinth for some time. Some of his traveling companions are a married couple, Aquila and Priscilla. We don't know a lot about them, but it is the most famous married couple in the entire Bible. They are mentioned more than any other married couple anywhere in Scripture. Seven different times we see Aquila and Priscilla. And bottom line, Paul leaves and he moves on. He goes further on the journey, but he doesn't take with him Aquila and Priscilla. So I want you to jump down now to verse 24 of Acts chapter 18. Let me read some scriptures to you. It says, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He'd been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor, and he taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He went to speak boldly in the synagogue, When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by the grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in the public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Aquila and Priscilla, I I would deem them just an ordinary couple who love the Lord with all their heart. Seven different times they're mentioned in the New Testament, but we don't see any miracles that they performed. We don't read of any great sermons that they preached or any great Sunday school lessons that they taught. We don't know about the small group that they led. There's a lot we don't know about them. But what I just shared with you today influenced the kingdom of heaven, influenced the cause of Christ as much as any encounter that we read about in the book of Acts. And you may be saying, what? What are you talking about? How can you say that? Any human encounter that we read about in the book of Acts. See, Aquila and Priscilla didn't get to continue on on the missionary journey. They went from Corinth to Ephesus, and Paul went on his way. Aquila and Priscilla stayed in Ephesus. And it just so happened that a young son of the faith, very fervent, very alive, by the name of Apollos, came around. And he had a lot of passion, but he didn't understand the big picture of Christianity. He didn't understand everything that he needed to understand. And notice that Priscilla is listed first in our text. And after hearing Apollos sharing, preaching, teaching, understanding, great fervor, doesn't maybe have everything up here that he needs to have up here. They invite him to their home and they teach him more thoroughly what the Lord wants him to know. Any idea who Apollos ended up becoming? Have we read about Apollos? Well, Apollos is one of the heroes of the last half of the book of Acts. 
Apollos is one of those people that passionately leads person after person after person to the Lord. You may know 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, where the Apostle Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, God made them grow. Apollos is a difference maker. Apollos, many people believe, went on to write the book of Hebrews. But what I want you to see, it was a Priscilla in his life that helped him grow in his faith to get to that point that he could be a difference maker. And once again, I want to throw out for you this morning, we need Kent Hickersons. We need Ernie Harveys. We need Adam Brookers. We need Billy Junkins. We need Harry Wheatons. We need Winston Zastros. But we need Priscilla's. And we need Aquila's who quietly behind the scenes, who are in love with the Lord with all their heart, help the next generation of Christian leaders know more about God's Word. People like Ken Klein, people like Mark and Michelle Witzke, people like Chris and Lindsay Moody. And I could go on and on and on and on. People that may never stand in the pulpit and preach a sermon, but are helping the next generation of Christian leaders truly grow in their knowledge of the Lord. Lydia, Priscilla, two supporting actresses we give very little time to, and yet their impact in the book of Acts made a difference for generations to come. One staple of First Christian Church is that First Christian Church for a long, long time, maybe forever, I wasn't around 150 years ago, but for the last several decades has had a passion for children's ministry and has had a passion for high school and junior high ministry and has had a passion for college ministry. They want to help the next generation grow up in their knowledge of the Lord. We want to show you this morning some exciting things that are happening in the life of the children's ministry and the student ministry here at First Christian Church. Sit back, relax, and see what God's doing. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, we're really excited about uh, the next generation at uh, First Christian Church and uh, the, the students that are coming into the, the junior high and high school. And college.